Welcome to the Confident Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you find yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, or confidence in some part of your life. I interview experts in business and life each week and share strategies for success, motivation, and mindset. If you want to learn more about how I can help you grow your business as an extension of yourself and help transform you into a confident entrepreneur, check out my online business courses on my website at jenniferannjohnson.com. Now let's get started. What does it mean to be intentional? So every year I choose a new word to begin my year. Last year was growth. This year, ironically, it's intention. So what does being intentional mean? Well, it means being aware of the choices that you make and then making them deliberately. It means taking the time to reflect on your values and your goals and then align them with your actions. And why is that important for women to be intentional? Well, as women and, and as people overall, we face a lot of competing demands on our time and our energy. We may be struggle or struggling and juggling careers, family, and a lot of other commitments that we have in our lives. And this can make it really difficult to find the time to focus on ourselves and what our own goals are. However, I think it's really, really important for women especially to take time for themselves. Being intentional can help women live happier and more fulfilling lives. And it can also help us all achieve our goals and reach our full potential. So I'm going to ask today, how can you be more intentional in your life? I'm going to share some tips that I've come up with that may help. Take some time to reflect on your values and goals. What is really important to you? Sit down with a pen and paper or sit down at your computer or sit down with your phone in your notes section and start writing it down. What do you want to achieve in life? Once you have a good understanding of your values and your goals, you can start to make choices that are aligned with them. You can come up with a plan that's going to work right alongside those and get you where you want to go. Then set clear intentions for yourself. What do you want to achieve in the next day, the next week, the month, year? Sometimes it really helps by breaking it down into smaller chunks. But once you know what you want to achieve, then you can start creating that plan. Then be mindful of your choices. Pay attention to how you're spending your time and your energy. Are you making choices that are aligned with your values and your goals? If you're not, then make a conscious effort to change your choices. This next one and the last one I'm going to share with you is super important, but very hard. And I'm going to take it from, from my point of view. I have a really hard time with it. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to probably already anticipate what I'm going to say. And you're right. Don't be afraid to say no. It's, a, it's okay to say no to commitments that don't align with your values and your goals. And it's also okay to say no to things that simply you don't have the time or the energy for. We're all bombarded every single day with, can you do this? Can you do this? And if you're always the yes person, a wise person once told me for every yes, you're saying no to something else that may have served you better. I know being intentional isn't always easy. And when women are intentional in their lives, they're more likely to be living a life full of joy and having fulfilling lives. And they're also more likely to achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Today, we welcome into the studio, Amy West. She is the Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor at UBS Private Wealth. 
Amy leads the Naples-based team for the Matina Group and brings over 23 years of financial services and wealth management experience to their ultra-high net worth clients and families. Amy also leads the team's community outreach and spearheads the Women and Women's Wealth Initiative. Welcome. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love your bright yellow. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Thank you. I normally wear black, so this is a step out <laughs> of my comfort zone wow. today. Well, I love color, especially pink, so it's perfect. I might have peeked at some of your former podcasts and figured that out. So. <laughs> what was the dead giveaway? Every podcast, right? <laughs> I love it. So explain to us what UBS is. Mm-hmm. And what UBS does and a little bit of history perhaps around them. Sure, absolutely. So UBS is the largest global wealth manager in the world. And wow. although UBS and the brand are not as well known here um, in the United States, we're about a 20-year-old brand here in the U.S., but um, in Switzerland, we've been around for 150 years. Oh, wow. So, I yes. didn't know it was Swiss. Very long history, Swiss-based out of oh, Zurich. UBS. Is, is our United headquarters. Bank. Switzerland, that's the background, doesn't stand for that anymore, but yes, out of Switzerland. And so we are primarily a wealth management business. It's at the core and heart of what we do. And I sit on a private wealth management team. And so we manage all of the financial um, assets and resources for our ultra high net worth clients and families. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Right here in Naples. Right here in Naples. Awesome. Well, today I want to talk about women. And women with purpose. And I understand that UBS does a lot of research on women and wealth topics. And you even publish your own work. UBS publishes their own worth report every year. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the research and and what that all means. Yeah. Um, This is a passion of mine. I love that we focus on women and wealth and women and investing initiatives. And so this research started actually UBS published their first issue in 2017. And the question was really, how how are women doing? We obviously were contributing more than ever financially to our families. Um, and are we making strides in kind of making our own financial decisions and investment decisions? And how does the face of wealth look as it relates to women? So this research Um, Every year is published and the questions are a little bit different, but UBS is asking women around the globe, thousands of women are being interviewed and being asked questions about how they're making financial decisions or not. Not necessarily their clients. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Not necessarily clients, but women across the globe and getting a feel for um, not only where we stand as women in being impactful with our financial resources and decision-making, but then how can we as advisors improve our practice to really help and engage women and empower women um, with their financial decision-making. So it is a, a survey that goes out or that, that you know, however they contact them, but you are able to use that and mine that data and use it for everything that you do. It, yes. It's incredibly impactful and unbelievably eye-opening. Um, I know that we're going to talk about a couple of the reports that we've done, but our research really, and even for me, kind of being in this role and, and involved in the financial services industry for almost 25 years, you would think that I would I would know some of these statistics and the data already, but it was really eye-opening to me um, in terms of how many women are still not taking their rightful seat mm. at the table, at the money table, as uh-huh. we call it 
in engaging and making financial decisions. And I can see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you feel timid. Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, then that we've talked a lot on this show about imposter syndrome and why am I here? Why am I doing what makes me qualified? That's right. And we see that all the time. And um, I'll get into some of the statistics later, but one of the one of the most interesting statistics that I read in a survey was they were giving a financial literacy test, a really short 10-question test mm-hmm. to men and women. And before they took the test, they asked them as a group how they thought they would perform. And on average, women thought they would get three out of the 10 questions mm-hmm. right. Men thought they would get seven out of 10 of the questions right. And I'll ask you, Jennifer, where do you think men and women landed in terms of how many of those questions on the financial literacy test they got right? My hunch is that women probably were better than the men. Am I right? Or equal? They were equal. They were they were equal. They both got five out of 10 questions correct, wow. which to me mm-hmm. is so interesting. It's not a competence issue as it relates to women um, making their financial decisions, it's a confidence mm-hmm. issue. It's in our head. It's in our head. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Sadly enough, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the recent Own Your Worth reports was was titled Women on Purpose. Mm-hmm. And women are increasing, increasingly focused on living a life of greater purpose. What do you think has fueled that? Yeah. So we've seen, and I think this has been a trend for years, you know, especially as I've worked with women in this community uh, in Naples, gosh, for the last 18 years. And, you know, we live in an incredibly philanthropic Mm -hmm. community where, um, you know, women all around us are engaged every day in improving the, you know, the lives of those in our communities. But I think what we've seen over the last few years, when you think about the implications from the pandemic, and the she session Mm -hmm. and how that impacted the unemployment level for women and how that impacted women's ability to juggle it all when we were then, you know, kind of looking at homeschooling our children and then figuring out how and when to get back into the workforce. And then you think about just the the general global and political unrest, the social unrest. And I think what that's done is caused women to really refocus on what's important to them and how they can make an impact, whether it's in the lives of their loved ones, their children, their family members, or, you know, really recommitting to the organization's or the um, the philanthropic interests that motivate them. Mm-hmm. And so I think all of those have been drivers to women really feeling as though they want to make more of an impact in the world. And and that kind of leads into another question that I have. In this report, UBS cites that there's three ways that women are living more intentional lives. And I find that interesting because I, I don't know about you, but at the beginning of every year, I have a new word. A new word like this last year was growth. My Mm -hmm. new word, because I've gone through a season of growth, my new word for next year or for 2024 is intentional. Mm. So I find that this had to be included because I thought that was so interesting. What were the three? I love that. So it's interesting that that you mentioned that. And I love that you're moving from 
um, you know, kind of growth to the actual intention. A lot of times we have found that women, although now we're starting to talk more about our finances, we're committing to wanting to be involved in the decision-making, but we're falling short on taking action. I can see that. So we, <laughs> yes, we have good intentions and then I think life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about the three ways that women are living more intentional lives, and you, you'll see this. So the first is using their financial resources, which is a really big one. So 92% of the women that we survey agree that being more involved in their finances and their financial planning will enable them to make more of an impact. And that's and, 100% true. If you don't know, you don't. <laughs> You don't know. Absolutely. And if you're not intentional about setting your goals and understanding what you want to achieve, both with your with your life and with your values and with your finances, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. And so you can see that being more involved in the finances right. enables you to set goals and then back into the investment strategy to help you support and achieve those mm-hmm. goals and then be more impactful with that. So financial resources is is one piece of it. The second is making choices aligned with their values. So whether that's making a change in in a career choice or even your day-to-day spending choices, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where you go shopping and how you support small businesses, local businesses, businesses that at the core are are supporting the, um, the values. That, that you that you share. And I love that you said that mm-hmm. because I actually, I have a whole course around helping people find their core values because it just, it drives everything in your life. I love it. It drives the decisions that you make every day as a family, as, a, as an individual. Yeah. And then if you have a business or, or you work anywhere, it drives all of your decisions that you make with that as well. Yeah. It's such a powerful piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't give a lot of thought to. Oh, Jennifer, you're so (laughs) right. And I'm going to, I'm going to take a sidebar here to share with you. I love that you brought that up. So we are doing, um, at UBS here locally, I do, I've launched a women in wealth initiative where we do a couple events, Mm -hmm. um, primarily educational events for women and around wealth topics. And actually the one we're doing in January to kick off the new year is around purpose Mm -hmm. and finding your purpose and developing your purpose and taking that into action. And we actually have a really neat little uh, value exercise that it's a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. And we typically facilitate the exercise with families Mm -hmm. to help them kind of rally around and understand what their family values are, what their legacy goals are, and help kind of really bring the family together and align them around that purpose. And this one we're doing in January, we're doing it with a group of probably 40 or so women where we're facilitating the exercise at the table. It's a selfish Mm -hmm. hour where we're going to look inwardly Mm -hmm. And spend some time determining our focus for the year, but more broadly, our you know our values and our purpose. And then we're going to encourage these women to take this exercise home mm-hmm. and do it with their friends, their family, right. their loved ones. I love it. Yeah, it's important. That's awesome. It's important. And then the third one I'll just mention is the way we're seeing women volunteer, not only with their time, but with their expertise. So whether that's spending more time at your, your children's school, you know, volunteering mm-hmm. in the classroom or whether that's taking a board seat for an organization here locally that you're committed to um, or using your your expertise in some other way to contribute. And so we're seeing that women more than ever 
are getting involved and, you know, putting their money and their time Mm -hmm. where their mouth is. The three T's, time, talent, or treasure, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is your closet overflowing? Or maybe your kids' closets are as well. Or maybe you just want to redecorate your house. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free. They'll sell your unwanted items for you. They'll take away all the hassle by doing all the work. And all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can check them out online at truefashionistas.com or on Facebook or Instagram. And that's truefashionistas.com. Welcome back, friends. We are in studio today with Amy West, and she is with UBS Private Wealth. And we are talking about women, uh, women on purpose, right? Is is yep is how it's coined. And we've been talking about the reports that you guys generate and, and the wealth of knowledge that actually comes out of them, mm-hmm. and it's it's very insightful. And I want to know what are the five things that we can do to help identify. Mm-hmm. Our purpose. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And so, in some of the research that we've done, um, we've found a couple ways when you think about this, it can be overwhelming. Where do I begin? Right. And I know I mentioned in the last segment, you know, this card exercise that we've done. But if you don't have the cards, um, some of the questions that you can ask yourself first and foremost, what excites you about the future? When you get up in the morning, mm-hmm. what do you, what can you really, um, you know, get your head around and get excited about? What fuels you? What can you do over the course of that day to really um, bring value to yourself, your community, and your loved ones? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the first questions we asked. Um, who are the people that matter most to you that you really want to make an impact for? Um, and that can be, again, your loved ones, your your right. your your intimate family, or it can be, you know, the people around us in in our community and those organizations that we're supporting. So those are two kind of right Mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, What impact do you want to make? So when you're sitting back and considering that, not only what impact do you want to make today, but um, very often we're talking to our families about their legacy goals. What Mm -hmm. impact do you want to make on the next generation and beyond? Um, and that's something we're working with a lot of our families on, not only with how they're spending their time, but how they're using their wealth to be impactful for those future generations. And I find that interesting because, as we know, there's so many people, so many things coming at us every day of this charity or that charity or or just opportunities. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Like, you know, uh, that's why having that plan. Yes. yes. Knowing clear that this is what I want to do mm-hmm. helps make it that much easier. No, it doesn't align with what my my beliefs are. Yeah. It doesn't align with my values, so I'm going to pass on that. Or it does. Yeah. It fits right in. It's Jennifer, it's so hard. There are so many amazing organizations in this community. I mean, we know coming into season, mm-hmm. even just deciding, you know, who what organizations you want to support. Right. Uh, we do a lot of local sponsorship. We attend a lot of great uh, events in season. And it's hard to figure it out is. how to spend your time and your money. It's interesting. I worked with um, a client of ours who is a widow without children. 
um, who has some significant wealth and she wants to leave an impact. And so she came to us and said, I really don't even know where to begin. And mm-hmm. we, so we had a conversation about, you know, what was on her heart, what organizations have impacted her or her or her husband or her loved ones over the course of their life. And, and from that conversation, we offered her a few suggestions and actually helped make some introductions to some local charities and organizations for her to kind of do her own due diligence and research. And ultimately, she came up with a couple that she is now named kind of in her mm-hmm. legacy and estate plan that she will support after her lifetime, but even today that she dedicates some time and resources to, but it's a tough, it can be overwhelming. It sure can. And, and, you know, I know personally, I, I, I sit on some boards and, and I volunteer here, there and kind of everywhere, but I, this year again, you know, wanting to be intentional and looking at all the ways and what I'm doing and does this align with my value or my values that I have did they impact my life? Did something, you know what I mean? Like what you're saying is so true. Yeah, I do. You know, I see it. And I, you know, I'm so fortunate personally when we think about and when we talk about these purpose-driven conversations and um, even coming out of this pandemic, we've seen so many, not just women, but in general, so many people look at, you know, making changes to their career and Mm -hmm. how they spend their time. And I'll tell you, I'm so fortunate because, and not even with intention, but very early on, I had a personal situation. My, my father passed away when I was in high school. And um, as a teenager, my mom had an advisor that just really didn't uh, didn't take good care of her. Mm-hmm. And I knew kind of coming out of college and coming into this industry that I wanted to work with women. I wanted to educate women. I wanted to empower women to make better decisions mm-hmm. for themselves, for their loved ones. And so I feel so fortunate every day that I do get to come and come into work and kind of do something that fuels me and motivates me because I am making an impact. Right. And look at you. You had a purpose. You had a reason behind why you're doing what you're doing. Right. right. And then that creates the passion, mm-hmm. which then fills you up every day. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love it. And um, and in the women that we get to work with, I mean, it's really interesting. And, and some of the other research and topics that we've seen, because we are unfortunately seeing that women are still deferring a lot of their financial decisions and letting their spouse or significant other take the lead on that. Um, I, I really feel that it's, you know, part of my life's mission to help bring women to the table and engage in that conversation. Because again, when women are involved, they don't have to take the lead, Mm -hmm. but they can't just delegate all of those decisions, right? We have to be aware. We have to Mm -hmm. know what's going on in our financial house so that we can be more intentional and more impactful with our financial resources. And and I have something to say about that because I got to tell you, my husband was away on a fishing trip and we had something happen with our bank account. I had zero idea. Couldn't get a hold of them. I mean, I was in panic. Yes, because I had no idea. And after that, I mean, this was recently and I mm-hmm. and I said that's it. That's uh, that I need to know as much as I don't want to know because numbers scare me. Yeah. I, I don't math very well. <laughs> and uh, I need to know. Yeah. But a lot of women are in that position. Oh, so, Jennifer, we we've done so much research around this. So, here's a sobering statistic for you. 8 out of 10 women 
will end up solely responsible for their finances, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so what we find so often is that it's um, as a result of a divorce or um, when someone is newly widowed and they're coming to us for the first time, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed with the idea of kind of figuring out their plan, their financial plan, their estate plan, Mm -hmm. where everything is. And so what we're really encouraging is for women to get involved now and, you know, build a relationship with your advisor mm-hmm. today um, and just be aware. Again, you don't need to take the lead, but you need to be aware. We've got an interesting, um, a different session that we do, another women's event on planning for the quote unquote unexpected because it's mm-hmm. really not. It's right. expected. Of course. We will have to take the lead and understand all of the components of our financial lives. Um, but part of that is actually a, a document checklist, and it's a very comprehensive set of, you know, kind of the documents that you need to have in place, but even more simply, who has them? Oh, who are right. your advisors, your attorneys, your CPA? What are all of your passwords? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, don't get me started I, on passwords. I know. Oh. Trust me, I know. But to your point, we've we've had situations where you know, we've had that unexpected Mm -hmm. experience and we've got, you know, a spouse that has no idea even how to log into their online banking. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important and it's important to get involved and get engaged today. Um, It doesn't need to be overwhelming. I think that we as women, we talked about it earlier, it's not a competence issue. It's a confidence issue. Mm -hmm. Women are, we're very capable. Um, a lot of times we're busy, right? And so we're deferring those decisions. Absolutely, but we've got to get involved. Did we finish our five? I think. We, I think we did. I think we did. <laughs> I think we yeah, did. That, that's what happens. We start uh, talking about a topic, and then uh, it's you know we go off the yeah. I think I think one of the one of them that we didn't really touch on, but it kind of comes into all of this is when you think about what keeps you up at night. Mm. You know, that really also helps you to develop, um, you know, how you want to overcome that. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody likes the, the 2 a.m. wake up where you're, you're startled to this reality of something that you're unsettled about, Mm -hmm. whether it relates to your financial life or otherwise. So, you know, take the time to have an intentional, you know, whether it's dialogue with your significant other or even just some intentional time by yourself to think through all five of those, including kind of the scary ones of what keeps you up at mm-hmm. night, because then, you know, when you flush it out, get it on paper, have a conversation about it, um, you feel more empowered to move forward and then take that action. It's less scary. That's right. Those yeah. are such great words yeah. of wisdom. Amy, if our listeners would like to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Um, so I can be reached um, at a.west at ubs.com. Or they can certainly reach out to me on my cell phone, 239-233-6757. Fabulous. It was so wonderful having you on today. Jennifer, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friends, for joining me today and every week here on The Confident Entrepreneur, brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want to take your business to the next level, check out my website, jenniferannjohnson.com, to sign up for my emails or connect with me. Have a fabulous day.